This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space, slopes a tackle, and there he goes! Crowder! It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for the Jets Broncos pregame report. We're also, of course, going to give you all of the prop bets and let you know how we think a lot of these guys are going to perform on an individual level. Walter Cherpinski of walterfootball.com will be by a little bit later to give you his picks from around the league. As always, we start with our friend, the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. What's going on, Chris? Ah, you know, absolutely nothing, really. Just relaxing. Getting ready for some more football and see exactly uh, how how the fans will be freaking out this week. And they will be freaking out about something. I don't know what yet, but it'll be about something. So we will wait and see exactly what it is that they're freaking out about this week. I want to start with Denzel Mims, though. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but Robert Salas said game time decision for him being active. And Chris, this is where I'm going to let you turn on your BS. I've been on the beat for over 10 years detector where you know what's really going on in terms of when people are being untruthful. You may not know the exact extent of the lie, but something is clearly going on here. I'm not sure whether he pissed someone off behind the scenes or, and I'm going to let you get into this as you've told me off the air that you think they might be trying to make an example out of him, but you can't say all week that this guy has been 
playing great in practice, as Mike LaFleur has said, and then give that same speech again about how you can't dress seven wide receivers and they must play Jeff Smith because he's their best gunner, as if A, gunner is that important, and B, they don't have several other guys on the roster that could play gunner. Jamison Crowder is probably not playing. We'll get into that in a bit. So that gives you even more incentive to find a spot for Denzel Mims, you would think. Something's going on here, and clearly the Jets are not being truthful all the way. There's no chance that a coaching staff that's operating in good faith is simply going to sit this guy because they just have to play Jeff Smith as the gunner. Not only has is it this week that we're hearing great day of practice, but we heard it last week. And then go think back to training camp and remember how there's the story that came out that Denzel Mims went up to the coaches and said, hey, play me on special teams. I want to play on special teams. So and it's all this stuff. I, there's there's one or two things that's happening here. There's something behind the scenes, like you said. Uh, it could be something as simple as late to meetings, or it could be something, you know, really uh, getting uh, mad at coaches or yelling at coaches, insubordination, something along those lines. It could be something like that. But really what I think it is, is he's it was a little bit behind with the playbook. Um, and, and again, I've been talking about this throughout the whole thing. It's not so much about knowing the plays. It's about the specific timing of where to be at, on routes and where to uh, make your breaks on routes and turns come out of them, uh, the depth of the route. I think there's a bunch of uh, little timing. That's what I was being told in training camp, that, that those were the issues were. It's not like he didn't know which route he wanted to run or was supposed to run, but it was just the timing of stuff that was causing the problems. But at this point, if that's what it is, if that's the only reason for him not playing, they're making an example out of him. They're using him to show up to the rest of the roster and say, hey, if you're not on every single detail of this playbook if you don't know every single thing then you don't even get a dress for the game because Denzel Mims is too talented uh, and you don't he doesn't need to know every single route in there you can give him a package of 10-15 plays where okay he can run the routes in these and you could be sitting there thinking to yourself right now oh is Denzel Mims a, a big enough, a talented enough player that you have to design his, a, a whole package of plays just for him? No, that's not what I'm saying. Because you don't have to design new plays for him. They are there are plays in that playbook. There's at least ten to fifteen plays in Lafleur's playbook that Denzel Mims can go and he can run the route asked of him exactly as they need. There's at least 10 of them in there. They, it could just be a variation of three or four routes that he has to do with, but they can know, okay, when we call one of these plays, Mims can come in. But they're not doing that, which leads me to believe that they're using him as an example for the rest of the team, that you guys have to be on your P's and Q's and know every little intricate detail or you don't get any playing time. Um, again, it there's always the possibility that there's something off the field, um, and this is this is also this is Robert Sala, Lafour, brand new coaching staff to us, so we don't 
know exactly what things mean if for, from for them specifically. Uh, we we're gonna have to learn that. But those are the only two explanations that make any sense here uh, at this point, especially with them continuing to tell us about what a great week of practice. Like, stop, stop, whatever, stop saying that. That's number one. Just stop saying that. Even if it's true, stop saying it. It's just making the story drag further and more and more confusing. Chris, I told you this before we started recording, but this sort of reminds me a little bit of the famous curtain call. If you're a pro wrestling fan, you know what I'm talking about. If not, I'll explain it very briefly. But with the Jets, it appeared based on what Mike LaFleur was saying at points during training camp and what you heard Robert Salas say, that they were not very pleased with Makai Becton the same way that they appear to not love Denzel Mims for some reason. They couldn't make an example out of Makai Becton because he's the starting left tackle, one of the franchise pieces, and they needed him. So all they could really do was talk about him in derisive terms at points. With Denzel Mims, it's different because he's, in theory, the fifth or sixth receiver. So they can do this to him and make an example out of him. And the parallel that I drew was to the curtain call. And if you don't know what that is, in 1996... Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were Razor Ramon and Diesel in WWF, and they were leaving to go to WCW, which they then did and formed the NWO with Hulk Hogan and changed the course of pro wrestling history. But behind the scenes, they were good friends with Shawn Michaels, Shawn Waltman, and Paul Levesque, known as Triple H, or at the time Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and now he's known as Triple H. Those guys were collectively known as the Click Backstage, but... In storyline, Shawn Michaels was a good guy, and you had Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, who was a good guy. Kevin Nash, Diesel, was a bad guy. Triple H was a bad guy. Waltman wasn't there. He was hurt, so he wasn't involved in this. Anyway, this was a card at Madison Square Garden. It was the last show for Hall and Nash before they were leaving, so they came out after the main event between Nash and Shawn Michaels and all four of them hugged in the middle of the ring and took a bow to the crowd. At the time, it was seen as a huge breach of kayfabe because they broke character in the ring, which just wasn't done at that particular point in time. WWF was furious. Vince McMahon was really upset and was looking to punish somebody. The problem is... Hall and Nash were leaving, so he couldn't punish them. Shawn Michaels was his top guy. He was the champ. Couldn't punish him. So who got punished? The young up-and-comer, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Triple H, who was on pace to get a huge push later that year. He's going to win King of the Ring and go on to a potential intercontinental title run and then maybe get even pushed into the championship picture for the world belt. Instead, he got knocked down the card, and it took him a couple more years to rise up. Now everybody knows who he is. He's a legend. He's the COO of the company. He's married to Vince's daughter. But he was the one that was made an example of in that instance because he was the only one they could make an example of. And I think that's what Chris is saying. If that's what they're doing, they're trying to make an example of Denzel Mims because they know they can't do it with somebody further up the chain like Mekhi Becton. And this is going to serve as a warning to other players that maybe aren't untouchable like Becton. If that's what's going on, I think it's childish and I'm not a big fan of it. But I guess at this point, it makes as much sense as anything else does. Speaking of not making much sense, let's take a quick look at the injury report. Tevin Coleman's out. 
John Franklin Myers list is questionable, but he practiced Friday, so I would assume he's probably going to play. And then Jamison Crowder's list is doubtful, and this is what I mean by not making sense. We already touched on the Denzel Mims thing. Chris, what in the heck is going on with Jamison Crowder? They said he was on the COVID list, so he was out, and then he's ready to come back. And then all of a sudden he doesn't play and they say it's a groin issue. Meanwhile, Crowder himself was saying his groin was fine and he would have played the week before if it wasn't for the positive COVID test. Now they're holding him out again. I can't figure this out. There's got to be something going on here because unless Crowder is just straight up lying to have fun with fans, which I can't imagine why he would do that. I have no understanding of why the coaching staff and the player are contradicting themselves and if Crowder's healthy, why he wouldn't be playing, and why they'd be this cagey about an injury or non-injury, I can't understand what's happening here. Help me out. Uh, listen, last week uh, I was on this very show, and I'm sitting here. We're going through the injury report, and I was said, uh, you know, there's uh, Crowder missed because of uh, the week before because of COVID, and he. He's going to come back now. And the reason why I said that was because Crowder had said that he the groin was fine. Uh, so I was just like, there's nothing else that's going to stop him from missing this now. And then, of course, what happened? He missed the game because they said his groin's hurt. And now it, it now he's listed as doubtful. Ah. This is one, again, where in a situation where the locker rooms aren't open, we don't get to go into the locker room. This is a brand new coaching staff, uh, not just to us, but just in general. Robert Sala has never been the head coach. LaFleur has never been an offensive coordinator. So first time they've ever been in charge in this type of capacity. So we're in the process of learning each other and figuring this stuff out here right now, because it doesn't make a lot of sense, and it it seems like maybe they're trying to, but do something uh, like maybe punish him in some type of way. I I don't understand at all. Um, you know, maybe this just pure hypothetical theorizing throwing this out there. Maybe he did something that violated COVID protocols, and that's why. But. But there's also there's then they're playing with the injury report and you're not technically allowed to do that so they could get in trouble with the NFL. I don't know. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He came out and he professed that he was healthy and he said that with authority in it. And there's no reason for me to doubt that at all. So he could have easily tweaked it. Um, but yeah, this is just weird. It's just a whole weird situation going on with two, this, this receiver group. And I don't, I don't know what it, the problem is. I, and so I can't sit here and, you know, fully just open up criticism on the coaches here, but, uh, my eye, I'm looking at them sideways right now. Like what, what are you guys doing right now? What are you up to? And maybe, maybe there's, uh, you know, a method to this madness. Maybe, maybe there's a reason down the road that I'll be able, to, we'll be able to see it. And oh, okay, it makes sense now that we have the whole picture. But right now, I'm confused. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Chris, let's take a look at the wagers here in this game. We'll start with the actual line. As of this recording, Jets are plus 10.5. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets on that. That's a double digits uh, against a Teddy Bridgewater uh, quarterback team. I know he's been pushing the ball downfield a lot uh, this this year so far in the, the two games. I know that Denver defense is really good, uh, but – the, the the solid defense has been holding up pretty well. And I'm I'm gonna keep it under. Uh, I'm gonna bet that it's under ten. Over under in the game is forty one point five. I'm gonna go under on this too. I I I think, but there's gonna be a uh, you know a little bit of a slow, boring offensive day here. Team that will be winning at the end of the first half. Jets are plus two ninety five. Broncos minus three hundred. Tie score plus nine twenty five. No, go go with the tie. Just have some fun. Go for that. <laughs> go for that that type of payout. I love this. This was uh, when I first got into a, a betting betting soccer, especially during the World Cup. The, those payouts and ties are great. And now soccer ends and ties a lot more, but th- that's a great payout. Go with the tie. Throw throw a little something on it if you're interested. First score of the game, touchdown, minus 180, field goal, plus 140. And you want to talk about good odds, Chris, safety, plus 4,000. Yeah, that's, that's one of those that you, especially the Super Bowl, you always always get super tempted. Uh, that one year it actually hit. Uh, it's not something that hits very often, so that's why you get that payout. Uh, I'll take the plus money on the field goal. I, I like that. Uh, that. This feels like... A field goal, two teams that are both most likely to score on a field goal. Again, I know Denver's been a little more explosive, but I'm expecting Teddy Bridgewater to be Teddy Bridgewater. First half, Jets points over under 6.5. I'm going to go over here. Uh, it's just a little bit of a bounce back after last week. Uh, I 
And Denver's defense is really good. So, like, that's the one thing that's making me where I'm probably going to limit this bounce back uh, strategy to just this one play. But I, I think they can get a touchdown in the ha- in the first half. First half points for the Broncos over under thirteen point five. I'm a, I'm gonna go under. Uh, I'm gonna go under just narrowly under. I'd probably avoid that bet, but I'll go under. First half spread Broncos minus six point five. I'll go I'll go Jets on that. I I think they'll wait to to pull away. First half total points over under twenty one. Let's go. Let's go under. Touchdown prop bets. Cortland Sutton minus one fifteen. Cortland Sutton, man, man, I, I love Cortland Sutton. I, I, I really do. But again, I, I just Teddy Bridgewater is gonna have to come back down to to be Teddy Bridgewater. I, I don't see him pushing the ball down the field. I, I got, I got a receiving uh, option that that I'm gonna be going affirmative on here. I'm, a, I'm a pass on Cortland Sutton this time. I love Cortland Sutton. I think there's a very good chance he scores a touchdown, but minus 115 just isn't worth it to me. Javante yeah. Williams, minus 115. Now, this I I need Javante Williams to start doing more stuff for, for my own fantasy-related uh, purposes because <laughs> I drafted, drafted him uh, relatively high in my keeper league and uh, get Melvin Gordon out of the way. Let's, let's get some more. Also be uh, nice to see, you know, the, the, the two uh, UNC running backs on, on the same field on the same day, just on opposite sides now. So that so that's that'll be fun. Um, but I don't, I don't know that there, I am sitting him on my fantasy team this week because again, the Jets defense has been playing pretty well and they're not giving him quite as many touches as I'd like right now. So I'm going to say no to that. Since you brought up Melvin Gordon, he is also minus 115. He's probably, he'll probably get one late in the game, close a closeout game. Noah Fant plus 125. Oh, plus one twenty. See that that was the the one that I was going with. I'm I'm going yes on Noah Fant. Here's a sneaky one, although I don't love the odds. Tim Patrick plus one twenty five. Remember, he's got two touchdowns so far this year. Yeah, that's the, that's actually the biggest reason why I'm going to say no, just because again that has to stop at some point. But I I really like this Tim Patrick guy, man. I I I, I do like him. I last year I remember watching him being like, yeah, this kid's pretty pretty good. And then this year I just I see him out there. I'm like, he looks moves around like a tight end, just a little more explosive. But I. I think that that little mini streak he's got going stops this time. But I would have, I'm not going to be surprised at all. Corey Davis plus 150. I expect Vic Fangio to do exactly what Bill Belichick did and try to erase Davis and make Zach Wilson go somewhere else. So this is not a bet I like, especially when the odds are only plus 150. Yeah, uh, I'll probably go yes on some Corey Davis stuff later in here, but the touchdown, I'm going to go no. KJ Hamler plus 150. Uh, I'm going no there, but this Broncos team, they got so many weapons, and and that's with me saying that with Jerry Judy out. Albert, and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name. <laughs> Alberto. Yes, Alberto, Alberto, exactly, plus 200. That's an, that's another one. Oh, plus 200. I'm, I'm going no, but, but uh, yeah, I can see it happening. Ty Johnson, plus 200. Yes, I'm going yes this week. I'm, I'm sticking with it. My my Ty Johnson 
uh, picks haven't been working out quite as great, but I'm sticking with them. Elijah Moore plus two fifty. No, that's that's not two fifty is not bad though. I could see him getting one late. Michael Carter, the running back, not the defensive back, obviously plus two fifty. Oh, no, no, just because I took Ty, but I do think it's going to be one of the two. At least one of the two will get it. So if, if you think you're if Michael Carter's where you'd rather go, I'm not going to stand in your way there. You're, you could be right. Teddy Bridgewater, plus 250. No. Broncos defense special teams, plus 275. Ooh, yeah. I'm, I'm after those. I don't think Zach's going to have those type of glitches this week, uh, but how could I not say yes to that and throw a little something on it with that payout after last week's performance? Jets defense special teams plus 275. I definitely wouldn't touch this one. You can say whatever you want about Teddy Bridgewater, but he's always very careful with the ball. I don't see a high likelihood that he's going to throw a pick six or he's going to do anything that would lead to a Jets defense touchdown. And I don't think the special teams is good enough to get one either. Yeah, I, it would be more likely I'd be thinking uh, the special teams or, you know, you're counting on like a fumble return for a, a touchdown that when I'm not betting on a, a defense to score a touchdown against a quarterback that takes care of the ball as well as Teddy Bridgewater, because that's the easiest way to get that. You eliminate that from the possibility, and yeah, I'm I'm saying no to the Jets defense special team scoring there. Braxton Berrios plus three ten. Oh man, <laughs> you know this will be a, 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 a three seconds left on the clock after they're already down <laughs> uh, seventeen. Braxton Berrios scores a touchdown. That, that's how that that would happen. But I'm gonna go and say no. Jamison Crowder plus 310 can't imagine they're going to hit that since it doesn't look like he's going to play and Tevin Coleman also listed at plus 350 considering that he's not going to play that would be a really silly bet Tyler Croft plus 350 to be fair that once they they don't suit up those plays will just come off the board so you'll get your money back for it you won't lose those bets uh I I'm I'm gonna say no to Tyler Croft too though that that's they they could definitely get that because again this Denver defense is gonna be on top of Corey Davis and Elijah Moore smothering them in the end zone so that's the type of player that could sneak in and get them one but I'm gonna say no. Zach Wilson plus three fifty. No. Keelan Cole plus four ten. I like it. Give me that one. And again, I'm I'm banking this could chance it could be a garbage time touchdown. Or they could be going down early and it could just be, okay, uh, Corey Davis and Elijah Moore are covered. Keelan Cole gets it at four plus 410. I'll take that chance. Kendall Hinton, plus 410. No. Deontay Spencer, plus 500. Okay, see, I, I was going to say this for the last one, and now I have to say it. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> Eric Saubert, who I'm sure you also don't know, plus 500. Yeah, I don't know who these people are, so I'm going no. Ryan Griffin, who I'm sure most Broncos fans don't know, plus 500. <laughs> yeah, there's some somewhere right now in Denver, there is somebody who just got to that Ryan Griffin name and just says, I don't know who that is. Like, So they're just doing the same thing here, but I'm, I'm a go no. The best gunner in the NFL, Jeff Smith, plus 820. <laughs> 
Definitely not. <laughs> Even at plus 820, definitely not. Trevon Wesco, plus 820. Oh, no. Andrew Beck, plus 1,200. You mean Anthony Beck? We go in a time machine here? <laughs> What's going on here? Um, no. Demaria Crockett, plus 1,200. You're, you're trolling me now. Who are these people? <laughs> you're just, you're just spitting out, made out names? I know the Broncos roster pretty well. Who are these people? No. This is like that Key and Peele sketch where they're just making up names. LaMichael P. Ryan, definitely not a made-up name, plus 1,200. All right, at least I know that guy. Uh, I'm, no, although anytime you put, put plus 1,200, I'm excited about the possibilities. Teddy Bridgewater, over under 1.5 touchdown passes. Over is minus 175. Under is plus 135. This is one of those I'd stay away from, but if if uh, I'd, I'd go under if uh, this week I, I'd go under. I don't think they're going to need to push the ball that much. That's another reason why I feel confident that uh, they won't be <laughs> as explosive of an offense this week. Um, but yeah, they get one and then run another one in, and that's probably all they'll need. Zach Wilson over under one point five touchdowns over plus two twenty five under minus three ten. Yeah, see, this is another one. Uh, if if I'm going this one, I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to count on a garbage time uh, backdoor cover there to, to get that. Total passing attempts, over under 31.5 for Teddy Bridgewater, over is minus 120, under minus 110. I'm going to go under there, just barely under there. I, th- I think they can control the game enough to be running a lot. And, you know, Vic Fangio, he's he's going to – I think he's going to be too happy to just kind of run the clock out, try to at least. Zach Wilson over under 31.5 passing attempts over minus 130 under plus 100. Yeah, I'm going to have to take that minus that minus on this one. I, they'll, they'll be trying to catch up, and, yeah, I, I, I got I got him hitting the over there. Total completions, Zach Wilson over under 18.5. The over is minus 120. The under is minus 110. I'm going to go over on that one. Teddy Bridgewater, total completions over under 21.5. Over minus 130, under plus 100. Go under on that again. Uh, Think that they can be able to just run the ball a lot in the second half. Total passing yards, Zach Wilson over under 214.5, over minus 115, under minus 115. Oh, yeah, give me the over on that. That's a super low number. I, even He could go into that fourth quarter with 50 yards, and, and I'm still thinking that he's got a shot to hit that. Teddy Bridgewater, total passing yards, over under 248.5, over minus 115, under minus 115. Oh, that's that's a perfectly placed number like Vegas likes to do. Uh, I'm going I'm to go under on that, but I don't like it. Total receptions, Corey Davis, 3.5 over minus 115, under minus 115. Give me the over on it. Uh, again, I I think you're going to see by uh, towards the end of the game, they'll be able to find it, uh, enough to get him four catches. They might all come in that fourth quarter or at least the second half, but by the end of the game, they'll figure out a way to get him four catches. 
Total receiving yards, Elijah Moore over under 38.5. Over is minus 115. Under is also minus 115. Yeah, this it's going to be tough because of this Broncos secondary and also their front and getting pressure, but give me the over on that just because he can get that in one play. Total receiving yards, Corey Davis over under 44.5, over minus 115, under minus 115. I'm going to go under here. As the, the yardage part scares me a little bit with Corey Davis, but uh, so I'll go under there, over on the receptions under there. But yeah, I'm certainly not going to be surprised if he hits the over there. That's not a high number. Total rushing yards, Melvin Gordon over under 48.5, over minus 115, under minus 115. I'm going to go over. I, th- I think he just barely creeps into the 50s by just the sheer volume of uh, rushes that they get. Total rushing yards, Javante Williams over under 54.5, over minus 115, under minus 115. I'm going to go slightly under there uh, just because uh, just I think Belvin Gordon's probably going to get more of the touches. Now to close out the show, we'll get our picks for the week from our friend Walter Cherapinski over at WalterFootball.com. Walter, welcome back to the show, sir. Thanks, Scott. It's going to be another week where I don't bet the Jets game. The Jets are 10.5-point underdogs at Denver. Uh, I would normally like the Broncos because they have a great defensive-minded coach in Vic Fangio, and he just shut down Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think he's going to do the same thing to Zach Wilson. Uh, the problem is that Denver has a bunch of tough games on the horizon, starting with Baltimore next week. So they could be looking ahead, coming back from a two-game road trip in which they won both games. Uh, I, I feel like they're not going to take the Jets seriously, and the Jets might get a backdoor cover. But I, I would take Denver if I had to, but I'm not going to bet the game. I will be betting two other games in the AFC East, though, uh, starting with the Dolphins, plus four, plus three and a half now against the Raiders. Uh, I feel like the Raiders' 2-0 record is a bit of a fraud. Uh, They easily could have lost to Baltimore uh, in week one, and then week two, the Steelers are missing half their defense when T.J. Watt and Tyson Alulu were knocked out of the game. Um, The Steelers are already missing Joe Hayden, Devin Bush, Stephon Tuitt. So, uh, it was a close game until until Watt got hurt, and then then the Raiders... uh, got out to a lead. So uh, I, th- I think if the Steelers didn't lose water and Alu I think they would have won the game. So uh, if the Raiders are 0-2 right now, or 1-1 even, I don't think they'd be more than a field goal favorite over the Dolphins. And I, th- I think the Dolphins are a good team. We just saw them lose 35 nothing, but they beat the Patriots in week one. I really like their defense and uh, their playmakers on offense. Jacoby Brissett's going to start, but I, I like betting good teams uh, playing their backup quarterbacks. It tends to work uh, it- it- over the years. It's It's been a good strategy. Um, and I think the Raiders spreads a little inflated, so I, I like the Dolphins a lot at plus three and a half or plus four. Uh, I also like the Redskins at plus seven and a half at Buffalo. The Bills have not played well this year. I know they just won thirty five nothing, but they they were really struggling for a while. It was fourteen nothing for a long time. Uh, Josh Allen hasn't looked the same. I'm not really sure what's going on with him. I, I feel like he's going to fix it later in the year, but given how he's playing right now, I don't think he deserves to be a seven or seven and a half point favorite over anyone. Uh, the Redskins have had a longer time to prepare for this game. I think their defense is going to play better. Buffalo's offensive line has not looked that good, so I think the Redskins could win in the trenches and cover the spread. Um, also, like Cleveland, minus seven uh, or seven and a half now against Chicago. Um, so this is Justin Fields' first start, and given how close Cleveland is to Columbus, I think there's going to be a lot of hype for this game, and the, and the Browns are not going to take too kindly for it, of it. I, I think they're going to uh, really look to throttle Justin Fields and really confuse him. Um, and I, I really don't like the Bears' matchup against Cleveland's defensive 
line with Miles Garrett and J- and Jadavian Clowney. Um, Cleveland's uh, Chicago's offensive line is is pretty bad, and I think the Browns could dominate up front and put a lot of pressure on Justin Fields and force him into some turnovers. Uh, the two other games I like involve uh, elite quarterbacks coming off losses, which is uh, another great strategy. I think the Chiefs are minus six and a half or minus seven uh, against the Chargers. Um, We've seen the Chiefs not cover the spread in either game this year, and I think that's kind of driven the line down from where it should be. Uh, I, I just love getting Patrick Mahomes off a loss. He is—he always has a big chip on his shoulder, and I think he's going to want to bet, uh, like play hard against the Chargers. It's a divisional matchup. Plus, Joey Bosa is probably going to be out. Uh, the Chargers are also missing their top cornerback, Chris Harris. So I really don't see how they're going to cover the Chiefs' weapons at all, and I think Mahomes just has a huge game. The other game is the Seahawks minus one and a half at Minnesota. Uh, Russell Russell Wilson is 25 and 12 against the spread. Uh, excluding his rookie year coming off a loss. Um, and I, I just love betting Wilson in these situations. Uh, we, a couple weeks ago, we saw Seattle go into Indianapolis and win convincingly. Uh, I think Minnesota and Indianapolis are, are about the same team. So I don't, I don't see why the Seahawks uh, wouldn't win this game uh, by a large margin, especially coming off that loss. So those are the WalzerFootball.com week three picks. Back to you, Scott. Thanks, Walter. Make sure you check out everything they're doing at WalterFootball.com. A lot of draft content, plenty of gambling and fantasy. It's all there right now, and it's constantly being updated. WalterFootball.com. And check out everything that we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Lots of film breakdowns. There are going to be plenty of them after the game from Luke Grant. Kayla Pace has her commentaries, Pace's playbook. So make sure that you check those out. And if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes for the podcast yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital at playlikeajet.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.